Welcome to Poppyak, I'm your host Momo, and it's time to talk about anime. It is Anime Weekend. So first up was Pluto. This episode hits you in the feels again. It's like, hey, did you cry last time about North Number 2? Well, guess what? You're going to cry again. We're going to get you intimately familiar with these robots, and you're going to feel their pain. You're going to see that they go through PTSD. Um, they're evolving as a, spe- as a species, right? Like, they're becoming their own thing. Where they're starting to have feelings and, you know, they have a heart. And let me tell you, if you have a story where thing that doesn't normally have emotions and a heart has emotions and a heart, I will eat that shit up. I am ready with a spoon to eat that shit up. It's very Pixar, you know, of like, fucking these emotions have emotions and that's inside out. And you're like, whoa. And every time, every time it hits, every time it slaps. So absolutely, I was on board for this. And then you said it's Astro Boy, this adorable little guy who is a superhero for peace. And then you made it a murder mystery. Hell yeah, I'm on board with this. I'm absolutely asking questions. I absolutely want to know more information. Let me scan your memory chip. So it turns out this is a serial killer situation. There's like the seven strongest robots in the world, which... Holy shit, that's the coolest premise for anything. You have national heroes who fought in, like, the Great Robot Wars. And they have, like, severe PTSD about this. They hated killing their own kind. Just mercilessly destroying them. And it's like, you kind of think, eh, it's just robots fighting robots. Who gives a fuck? And that's that's it right there. Did you feel that? That's it. That's what this show was about. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, that going on. They're, They're handling the robot racism like, storyline a lot better than Detroit Become Human did, which, wow, that did not, that did not do it a good job, uh, instead here, like, this robot, you have robots raising kids, and you have robots, and feeling music, and helping a man, like, you know, have Ratatouille nostalgia about his childhood, you know, this is, like, the evolution, the evolution of a species right in front of you, and it's a murder mystery, We don't even know if the murderer is a robot. The murderer could be a cyborg. It could be a robot that has, is just like them, who has feelings and emotions and is on this upper class where they're, this upper brain capacity where they can process emotions more like a human and like mimic human behaviors even though they don't need to, just to kind of fit in. Uh, It's interesting that Astro Boy picks up the habit of like eating because they picked up uh, during the investigation where they use the holodeck, which... Can we have holodeck technology now? I think the Sphere in Las Vegas and the Ocular Rift, I don't know, combine those technologies with Zelda style, just stick them together with, with like, super glue, and I'm sure you can make the technology. I'm sure we're so close to holodeck technology. But they, they reconstructed a crime scene, and the and Astro Boy was like, hey, th- this, whoever it was, may not have been a robot because they were drinking, and the, you know, slightly casually racist detective was like, yo ass, do that too. And you don't even need to. And Astro Boy's like, yeah, couldn't have been us. Couldn't have been me, you know? (laughs) But we get to see also that this robot may be corrupt, you know, maybe corrupted. Something's up, you know, maybe uh, it was pushed too far. Maybe war made this robot, like, snap and start killing other robots because that's all it knows how to do. Like, there's a lot of different places this story can go, and I'm very excited to see it. Uh, very sad about the Persian robot wrestling champion, who, uh, first of all, awesome. Second of all, he had fire that came out of his back. That was the coolest shit. They built statues to these robot wrestlers. How cool. This is the coolest future that they live in. 
I mean, it's not great for these robots who had to fight in the robot wars. Uh, the robot wars were a shitty time, but I mean, like, something that upsets the balance as much as, like, super intelligent, practically sentient robots uh, would, it probably war would happen, I'm sure, right? I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that something like that, people would probably abuse it. They live in the best future, because you get to live in a future where Astro Boy exists, where, like, he shows up and you're like, everything is better now, even if that's propaganda. <laughs> I love this more adult take on it, and I can't wait to see where they go next with it. Um, very sad about the Turkish wrestling champion and his um, leaving behind an entire family of adorable kids and his adorable wife. His perfect life, you know, like he, he lived the life, right? He was able to, to take in five kids have a wife, live in a, in a, you know, modest home. It was the life. And then they get, it got taken all away because this one robot is fucking crazy. I, I, there's something, something there about other things. There's other, there's other things in this show that I'm not equipped to talk about, especially as inebriated as I am when I record these. So definitely, if you're not watching Pluto still, why? Why? <laughs> it's amazing. And I think that the final shot of this of this particular episode is a killer. So I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, even though I've spoiled the rest of the episode. These robots will have you in your feels. Uh, anyway, I also watched Demon Slayer, the first two episodes of the Demon Slayer uh, of the Swordsman Village arc. And man, these swordsmen have... I love the unique way that they hide their village, including themselves, from outsiders. And those outsiders are like, yeah, we work with you, we're pals, we're cool... But anything could happen, you know? Anybody can infiltrate the ranks. You might betray us. Anything could happen. And to prevent that from happening, we're going to be so secretive. We're going to be a secret to each other, practically. So I love the way this village is set up. We get more of the love Hashira, which is fine. I suppose she became a Hashira through sheer force of will because she wants a man. Very very anime of you and demon slayer <laughs> you know like women will go through whatever that they have to go through for petty shit you know like Bulma getting the dragon balls for to, to take some age off her face and to a lesser extent Frieza doing the same thing they will go through great lengths for petty bullshit this is the trope and you just have to like accept it we got introduced to the uh like aloof forgetful Hashira and wow, I hate this kid. He He's also like super strong because he just is. And I'm like, fuck this guy. I can't wait for, or, or, I can't wait for Tanjiro to put his ass in the dirt. Like, I don't even want a demon to do it. I want Tanjiro to absolutely wreck his shit with a headbutt. And that's it. That's all it takes. Especially because he's like, he moves so smoothly. And, you know, get, he's so dainty and gets out of the way of attacks. Fuck this guy. I hope a rough and tumble motherfucker like Tanjiro would just headbutt him. Like, take that. That's what a that's what selling charcoal does to a motherfucker. There's also a doll that looks suspiciously like Tanjiro's dad that also looks like that demon. And I think that this is all kind of a game of telephone where, like, Tanjiro's dad is absolutely a demon who went and had a normal life, right? And, like, in order to get him back into being a demon, fucking Michael Jackson killed his family and said, get your shit together. <laughs> and he said, oh, shit. I, I should get my shit together. And this doll is based on this swordsman who, like, turned into a demon. That's what I... That's where I'm at. That's how I feel is what's going on. I'm probably absolutely wrong. If I'm absolutely wrong and this is obvious, let me know. Just watching it, I'm not reading the manga, so, like, all of this is just me coming off the top. Let me know how wrong I am 
at audio underscore D-E-E on Twitter or X or whatever and at Tumblr at Audio D. I'm glad Tanjiro actually hit the robot um, that this kid had made. I like seeing Tanjiro progress and I liked that it was quick. That's my favorite thing about Demon Slayer, except for the beginning. I thought that the first training arc of Tanjiro, like, learning was way too long. And I know you're like, it was only a few episodes too long. I was like, get on with it. (laughs) I am trying to maximize my minutes, but I really enjoyed the quickness of this Tanjiro training and getting to see it. Like, I, it's not like I don't want the training. I just don't want it to last forever. I would like the story to progress. I'd like to be able to get Tanjiro back with his friends because I like them as a unit. Um, also, this Hashira, when he, like, looked at the box and was like, what is that? What's going on here? I was like, you were there at the Hashira meeting. And then he was like, oh, I forgot what I was doing. I was like, oh, okay, you're the one without the memory. You're the one with the short-term memory loss. Got it. I don't think I'm going to love any more Hashiras. Uh, but then again, I felt that way after we lost Rengoku. I was like, I'm never going to love a Hashira again. And then I immediately loved the guy who was flashy, that Hashira. He was amazing. He's ended up being my favorite Hashira. Like, I liked him more than Rengoku, even though I liked Rengoku a lot. Tanjiro isn't even my favorite person in his crew. The mangaka writes very likable characters, and also very just unlikable characters. Like, that motherfucker with the gun, who, who, oh my god, who gave that guy a gun? The other guy who was just like him, and uh, some of the demons, hate those guys. Fuck them. I dislike them a lot. But also, good job writing likable characters also. And also, you you managed to make annoying characters kind of likable. Like, when Zenitsu is asleep, I fucking love that guy. It's just whenever he's awake, I'm like, go back to sleep, Zenitsu. Can we, like, do the whole neck chop till he passes out thing? Like, whenever they get into danger? As soon as you enter the spider forest, chop Zenitsu in the neck, and, and then we're good. We're prepared for the situation. That was Demon Slayer and Pluto, and those are the animes that I've watched this week. Stay tuned for more.